Hello, everybody. Welcome to MHTV. We're really pleased to have you with us today. We're talking a very interesting and very timely topic. We're talking about the Art Cares Project, and we're thinking about how um, creative activities can really be supportive for people experiencing mental distress. Uh, before we get stuck in, though, um, let me hand you over to Dave to tell you how you can join in and ask questions if you want to. Dave? Oh, thanks, Nikki. Yeah, hello, everyone. And I want to wish everyone a happy 75th NHS birthday out there. Yeah. Uh, big important birthday. day, yep. Uh, yes, so if you want to get involved in the conversation tonight, uh, two really, really easy ways. The first one on Facebook Live. All you have to do is head over to the right side of the screen uh, and just type in any of your comments or questions and we'll feed in any of those that we can tonight. Uh, the other option you've got is over on Twitter and all you need to do is make sure that the hashtag MHTV is included in any of your tweets uh, and I'll be keeping an eye out for that tonight uh, and again bringing in any comments or questions from over on Twitter. But without further ado, straight back to you Nikki. Absolutely. So let's come to our guest then. Tamsin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Good evening. It's really lovely to be here. Thank you. Um, well, I come from a background of, of art teaching, taught um, art in the, in the state secondary school for 25 years. Um, and then was becoming more and more disillusioned with the, with the downgrading of, of art as a, as a curriculum uh, subject and something that I was always uh, thought was very important was taking pupils to see um, museums, galleries and, and heritage sites mm. to take them to see the real thing mm. um, and this became increasingly difficult because of you can guess finance um, but also curriculum pressures that are not being considered important and the pupil premium being spent on this so-called more important um, aspects of schooling, uh, and 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 also the, the way that some pupils were excluded because of behaviour, and it seemed to me ultimately that I was um, ending up taking a small group of pupils who possibly were already accessing art and culture through things they did with their families. Mm. So that was sort of towards the, the the end of my teaching career, and then I I made a move into doing an MA in Museum and Heritage Development, which was absolutely brilliant and then coincided with, with uh, my own sort of uh, personal storm of pandemic plus uh, breast cancer diagnosis. Yeah. So I was kind of doing those two things alongside, which actually worked really well for me, um, bizarrely perhaps, um, but it gave me the, the time to focus on, um, on the, the, the the academic work um, without also having to be teaching which is what my original plan was yeah. um, so then I, I did a, a dissertation looking at um, sort of just that really taking secondary pupils um, to a heritage site but beginning by comparing what the on-screen experience was compared to actually seeing the real thing and smelling touching being there mm. um which you know post pandemic was was obviously relevant mm. um and that sort of made me come into contact with the social justice area of work in mm. the museum space um which led me to the job at mansfield museum where i'm community projects assistant mm. um on the art power project uh, and at the same time um in my first year of a phd study which is 
exploring um, the, the potential benefits to well-being of creative activities for vulnerable women in, in the museum space. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah. That's making me quite busy at the moment. <laughs> I imagine it is. And I think what's, you've got up so many things I already want to talk about. But I'm like, one at a time, Nikki, one at a time. <laughs> and I guess um, one thing is this idea about sort of museums being sort of separate spaces sometimes. Considering museums belong to everybody, um, and particularly I was thinking about the free museums you've got in London, they are only visited by certain types of people, despite the fact that everyone's paying for them. And that's really interesting. And then the second part was you talking about sort of using kind of art and creativity and that kind of heritage side of things to actually support vulnerable people. So often, you know, that can happen for older adults and for younger people, but less so for working age women. Tell us a little bit about your project and what makes it, because it is very distinct, isn't it? It's quite an unusual project. Yes, and it came out of the pandemic, really. Mm. And... um, so Mansfield is a, is a small town, uh, half an hour north of Nottingham, about 110,000 people yeah. um, with, a, with a very industrial past uh, of mining textiles. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the council noticed that the, the figures for um, women accessing um, domestic abuse services increased significantly. Um, there's, there's a lot of um, deprivation in Mansfield, um, and so this this project was 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 launched to try and make a difference to to that population, um, particularly. Um, so my my role was was first of all to to build relationships and make contact with um, services such as. The, the NIDAS, which is the Nottinghamshire Independent Domestic Abuse Service, yeah. NSVSS, the Sexual Violence Support Services, Women's Aid, uh, and so on. Yeah. Um, and I started to receive referrals. So the 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 idea of Art Power was to to use the museum's collection to um, engender creative activities, which would allow the women to access their art and culture which is after all a human yeah. right yeah. Um, and to develop a, a sense of, of identity and place which which um, you know had often been eroded through the the, the traumatic backgrounds that, mm. that they've come from mm. so we began by um, setting up five five different groups um, I thought it was important to, to keep the groups relatively small so that uh, the women would feel special mm. and and um, surrounded with 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 care and empathy. Um, what one thing that I tried to do when I first sort of explored the museum store was to sort of tease out some of the women's stories. Mm. Um, Mansfield could be described as a sort of white working class uh, kind of place. Uh, and you know a lot of the industries are, are heavy industries um so the, the women's stories are, are are there but they're not sort of front and center mm. um we found uh a couple of women mayors um mm. that, that have been uh, there over the over the over time um there's a, a beautiful oil 
full length oil painting of um, the cotton mills widow. Um, there's a Peter Blake screen print uh, of uh, a female wrestler. Um, so we've, yeah, starting to tease out the women's stories and look at the different sort of um, creative activities that that we could use to to yeah. explore. So we work with <clears throat> with clay, with weaving, uh, with machine stitch, with felt making, mm. um, with collage, mm. but really um, with the aim of the, of the of the projects being being driven by the the women's interests um, and and getting them in the store exploring um and 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 taking ownership of their creative mm. journey as it were mm. Mm. i can think of lots of things again i guess if you particularly if you've experienced um domestic abuse or assault it can be something that really does take away your voice take away your identity and i love the idea that actually the the, the world around you can nurture those connections back again how have, how's that been working in that way well, what you mentioned earlier about the, you know, the museum space, I think mm -hmm. it is a really unique space. And, you know, at first I thought, why are we doing this in the, in the museum? This is, this is social care, you know, so it, it, the state should be taking care of this. But, mm -hmm. but actually the, the museum is actually a, in some ways a, a really, really good space, mostly because of I mean, obviously, it has the collection and so on, but mm. but a lot a lot of the reasons are around what it isn't. So it is it isn't a clinical setting. It isn't yeah. an administrative, um, sort of hierarchical, hegemonic setting, and also it's not home, mm. which which for for some women is is not actually a safe space. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, even if the perpetrator is is no longer around. Mm. Um, you know there are often memories and you know we, people have issues with things yeah. things like stalking and so on where the where the, yeah. where the home really is not as uh, the safe haven that it that yeah. it should be yeah. um and it, the museum is also it 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 has the resources it is that sort of cultural asset yeah. um which means that there's always something going on. There's always something to to, to see. Um, I mean, one just to give you an example of of a project we've been working on this week, something completely driven by the women. Mm. Um, when I was collecting, uh, yeah. So it's one of one of the big issues is is getting women to come, right? Mm. So mm. the museum may be a space that they haven't visited before yeah. or they came as a child on a school trip and they've never come back yeah. um mansfield museum is a, is a small town museum and it's it's right in the center and it is it, very much a community center with a collection as as the curator yeah. describes it yeah. um what was i trying to say um but but yes yeah, so getting the women to come encouraging them to come so i would have uh, a contact for them through the service that had referred them, yeah. uh, women's aid or whoever it was, um, and I would talk to the to the woman on the phone about the, the day and time that might suit her to come and so on. But then actually, 
taken that step through the door to 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 come into a space that you don't know to meet people that you don't know to do something that you're not sure you're going to enjoy or what it's going to involve mm. you know is that is actually massive so yeah, I have a lot of names on a on a list and a you know a smaller group um who attend mm. but what is what is happening is that those that have attended once are are returning mm. um, and we've got you know some women who have been in the project for 18 months now um, but we, we, we try and do things to sort of mitigate that um, getting through the door bit mm. um, we the museum is closed on a Monday to the public so that makes it a really good day mm. for for people to come when they might be concerned about who else is going to be there um, mm. so we do that we 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 provide childcare we provide you know all the art materials are completely free so mm. all all they have to do and f for a lot of them this is a big challenge mm. is is to bring themselves um but you know you're, you're dealing with people who who are uh socially anxious who are in a hyper alert state mm. uh you know who who have got PTSD mm. and all these things make um you know it, it a real challenge and it's just mm. been really wonderful to see sort of burgeoning confidence and mm. um and the peer the peer-to-peer -peer support mm. that the women uh, give each other and mm. the, you know the sort of best times are really when I can kind of disappear because you know my role is no longer mm. needed because they're, they're they're doing it for themselves mm. and I think the the fact that they're coming to the museum with a purpose which is you know uh, ostensibly or overtly the creative work it's mm. it's an art workshop connecting with the museum objects mm. um so there's a reason to be in that space mm. but actually uh then they start talking Absolutely. and you yeah. know and those social connections mm. uh, start to come and confidence builds um and they now you know some of the women are seeing each other socially outside of the uh, outside of the group mm. um we had a trip to the theater last week mm. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's developing. Mm. It is. I think when people get chunks taken out of them, you realize how long it can take for them to sort of regenerate kind of a feeling of wholeness again in yes. what form that takes. And yes, I, and I, trust, I think. Yeah. The, the, the tr building trust is, 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 is just massive, isn't it? When, you, when mm. you've, you've had that uh, taken away from you. Mm. I like the idea as well about it being a kind of social space that belongs to nobody and everybody. So everybody's on the same footing. There's only some people are familiar with it and some people not so much. I like that that idea. And also the idea that this belongs to them. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's their it's it's their mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah. when you when you take, I mean, you know, as as in any museum, whether you know, big or small, most of the stuff is is in the store. Mm. Um and so to go into the store is it's is always you know it's just a massive Aladdin's cave treasure yeah. trove yeah. um and it's yeah it's it's hard to get people out once once, once <laughs> they're in there um but that's that's really nice and especially you know a lot of the women are sort of born and bred um in the area uh and you know they they know the names they know the industries they they, they find connections yeah and with um, their own families as well yes you know, families exactly. will have to have this the presence even if they didn't access it the presence will have been in their lives and in their consciousness and that yes. idea of a sense of, of place is so important yes. it's eroded constantly and I think perhaps being 
all in our houses for a couple of years sort of dug into that a little bit as well that replacement yeah, sure that's true mm. tell me a little bit because the other thing I think is very interesting about this is this idea about sort of creatively responding to to artwork or to to, to objects as well art yeah. and objects I think that's really interesting that idea that linking sort of head and hands back together because one of the things I think that can happen for people who've been particularly physically and emotionally abused is a disconnect yes you become very depersonalized at times and an idea of actually helping you integrate again as a whole I think is really interesting tell me a little bit about about the creative process yes I mean I think that's absolutely right the 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 mind and body connection and it's something that I've you know noticed through my teaching career that that pupils would be just in the zone doing their painting whatever it is and that you know the bell would go and they they don't want to stop because they're you know they're they're in that moment Mm. and I I think um the the uh, the the the, the psychologist the positive psychologist um somebody called Chick sent me high um developed the 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 idea of flow um which is this idea of being in the zone and the and the mind and body working together and it Mm -hmm. kind of it really does apply to the sort of creative process where Mm you're um your 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 hands are working so for example you know with clay you 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 push your finger into a piece of clay and you get this immediate feedback so it bulges out you've made a hole um Mm. you push something else out the way and your your mind is 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 engaged in hundreds thousands of 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 micro creative decisions do do, you know do I push that a bit further do I pull that back do I smooth Mm. that over Mm. and it's all you know it's all subconscious um but it's utterly engrossing and engaging um and you're yeah these these micro decisions um uh, and and i it's it's been interesting experimenting with the different kind of art activities that seem to particularly lend themselves to um that 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 kind of um uh, feeling right. so things things that are a bit uh repetitive so I mean, it applies to any art activity, really, but things like felt making, where you're, you yeah. know, you're using your hands and you're rubbing uh, the clay. Um, we're working on stitch at the moment, weaving. So yeah. kind of, you know, a, 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 it's 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 something which is challenging but achievable. Yeah. So you, it's not just um, you know nothing. You need to you need to you need to focus, um, and you have this vision in your mind of what you're trying to achieve um and you know the hands generally sort of lag behind that but that's you know you you that that's your goal um and that that um well I was going to just what's come to my mind is is um thinking about the clay again and we we were we were working on clay and we were making uh, some tiles which responded to some of the we've got a lusterware collection oh, yeah. uh, at Mansfield yeah. um, and there's some there's some quite quite a few that have sort of bird images which are quite stylized and rather lovely um, and we were working with those um, and we some of the tiles uh, cracked in the kiln mm. and it's one of those sort of the phenomenon of the of the happy accident which you know mm. well known to any creative uh, yeah. practitioner yeah. um 
So, you know, at first it's, oh, you know, disaster, they're broken. Um, but it, it led to us, um, again, um, looking in the store and, and finding a Chinese cup, which was mended with staples, which was mm. how it used to be done, which was mm. incredible in itself because, you mm. know, it's sort of finely drilled in the metal mm. uh, so to, to reattach these bits of ceramic. Mm. Um, but that um, in Japan, it, it, there's a... Um, a sort of repair technique called kintsugi which mm. you'll have seen where it's mm. repaired with gold mm. so the the cracks are visible mm. so with this um the project we were doing the, the women absolutely sort of ran with this idea that um that we could repair mm. uh visibly mm. um so they decided that they would make ceramic tiles to break so on purpose to break yeah. Um, which which we then did, and they 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 sort of staged the 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 breaking as a mm -hmm. as a kind of art happening, and they each had something that they that they wanted to say mm -hmm. um, as they did the breaking, which was mm -hmm. you know which was which was quite cathartic, I think, in some mm -hmm. cases. Mm -hmm. um, and they then uh, glazed, refired, mm -hmm. uh, and then put together you know recreated rather than rejected uh, mm. their ceramic pieces with mm. with the gold and it, it was just a, a rather um you know a metaphor for uh for, for repairing lives and and you know living with your wrinkles living with your mm. scars and not mm. not hiding them but this, mm. this 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 is part of who I am and I've done the work mm. of putting myself back together and yeah. I'm taking my next steps um yeah. it's very very empowering and a, a lot of them spoke very eloquently a, yeah. about how that made them feel yeah. so I think you know going with uh fo following um following their lead is, is is something that I've um I've really enjoyed but also yeah. had to learn as a sort of ex-teacher who was used to you know we've got an hour and we're going to do that this and we're going to do yeah. this and you've got five minutes to do that and you yeah. know Mm. it's not that at all it's just much more mm. giving the space for things to happen mm. I think we should talk about co-production for sure I guess one of the things that sort of jumped out from what you were saying as well was this having the luxury of focus for for these women as well if you spent a long time being really hyper vigilant keeping your eyes open all the time the idea that you can be safe just to look down at what you're doing and be lost in it is something that is a luxury we don't realize we have until it's lost I think yes and I think that's yes. a really amazing gift to be able to give back and share as a group yes yes yeah. i'm sure that's 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 true i mean one thing that the that the um that the women say is this the being in a group and this sorry, i wrote then yes i was thinking about post-traumatic group theory which is yeah. tedeschi and Kaloon in 1996 yeah. but um and it's absolutely borne out by some of the women's experiences um that having being with other people who have some shared mm. experience mm. kind of kickstarts um you know a new social group mm, and friendships and yeah. you know I, I found this for myself um being part of a, a, a Maggie's group after you know mm. sort of post-cancer treatment mm, mm. um uh, you know and, and part of that is sort of not having to explain to anybody but being with people who just get it so you kind of leapfrog some of the stages towards mm. intimacy and friendship mm. um because it's a shared experience and it's mm. it's a given mm. and you know some 
sometimes they'll talk about elements of that but but most mostly not mm. you know just just sharing and and being together mm. uh, as a sort of in group mm. i think is, is really healthy mm. i think it's really useful for people to hear about this sort of work as well because i think we can get pulled into that biomedical model and just stuck there you know, and I think even the sort of like talking therapies that we've got in mental health at the moment are being so quantified, yes. you know, like CBT, 10 sessions and your money back. And it's just, oh, no, <laughs> like that, that does help for some things. There are some things which are almost mechanical and that you can, through a series of systems and processes, change. Mm. But there's also something but, very important, I think, about being human and, and understanding that actually humans can help humans. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was speaking to... To one of our participants today and about ex ex exactly this um mm. sort of counseling and the mm. six weeks of counseling which um which just isn't enough and she's she, she was explaining to me that that she sees it as this sort of pandora's box and if she opens it it's going to need more than six weeks to mm. deal with it and get it back in Mm. into some kind of package that she can live with so yeah. to open that up in six weeks and then be told that's your lot off your trot is is not going to work and I thought you know that's you know fun, fantastic sort of level of self-knowledge and insight to know actually yep. you may have offered me that but that's that's not going to do it for me mm. um so you know trying to explore mm. uh something longer term but mm. oh it's so difficult isn't it I mean <laughs> the you know the NSVSS they they've got a two and a half year waiting list for for counseling um yeah so if you know if, very nicely onto our next stage there's <laughs> things to talk about so we've, we've established sort of like some of the real benefits of that kind of creative activities people with with that experience of distress i guess maybe it's time to think about the impact on on you and colleagues as well in terms of the emotional load on staff being involved because obviously you're coming from so many different disciplinary backgrounds and not all of them necessarily are therapeutic have have therapeutic expectations with them so tell yes. us a little bit about what that's been like yes i mean i was um we do have an art therapist on the project who mm -hmm. comes you know every now and then to two yeah. sessions and mm -hmm. we have discussions which i find really helpful um but that's well it's 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 around the sort of creative process and yeah for example you know the grounding effect of working with clay and so on um so that that's really helpful mm. but um you know the, it is quite uh mentally challenging um you, you know your your sort of human response when you see need in front of you is 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 to help and to fix it mm. and of course you know sometimes sometimes you can go some way um but but often it's just too big um, and, and it's beyond the, the, the remit. And I have to remind myself, I, I, I can do this thing. I can, uh, you know, I can, I can offer creative activities and a, and a safe space mm. uh, and friendship, mm. um, but, but I can't fix everything. And, mm. you know, we've had disclosures of, of, of sexual abuse. Yeah. We've had examples of um, coercive control. Um, with yeah you know women who are who are in refuge and and um mm. you know things that are difficult to to process and 
you know you're with people who are yeah in distress in yeah. in some cases um so um i find it you know really useful to just have a bit of a debrief and a and a not try Central. and do something too major immediately afterwards but need to sort of de compress really mm. does it doesn't always happen but it's it's better when it does mm. um, I mean I'm really lucky because the the, the museum in Mansfield is a truly fantastic team mm. um, and I'm very very much supported mm. um, by the cultural services manager and the curator and and all the staff um, but mm. I, I also do have access to supervision through Mansfield District Council yeah. which which I, I do make use of mm. um, I mean that's helpful you know in one sense it's it's a chance to talk through the, the safeguarding issues that that we've dealt with mm. um, and you know to, to make sure that we're kind of doing the right thing um, and being as helpful as we can but also just to yeah to debrief and to share a little bit um with with someone else who is who is working with domestic abuse survivors and mm. and you know and and understands that um mm. that world really i think it's really important to, to note that as well because i think whether you're running a coffee morning or gardening group or football group whatever sometimes that can be someone's only lifeline and you may have set it up to be operating at perhaps a, a lower level of therapeutic intensity but if you're the only person that person sees or that the only person or you create almost like it as a victim of your own success because of the mm. the mm. closeness and trust that's in that space, you are likely to hear things which maybe you weren't prepared for. And I think it's you're so, you're so right about the need for emotional support of all kinds, you know, from it from sort of clinical supervision to just someone to have a cup of tea with. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I think that that possibly. Um, Museums might not always be entirely aware of, you know, the sort of can of worms that they could be opening, um, you know, which, which could be, you know, could be potentially emotionally dangerous to. Yeah. Um, we at the conference that I was part of organising last week at, at Nottingham Trent University, um, we had two academics, um, Jenny Morgan from Sterling and Anna Wooden from King's London, who um, were talking about um, emotional toll of, of mm. this kind of work in museums. Yeah. And they're about to start um, some research, in fact, um, looking into this area. And, mm. um, you know, one thing I've felt as, a, uh, as an ex-teacher is mm. that the, the museum education side of things has been professionalised for you know for, for a long time yeah. um but this area of work much less so mm. um sort of community engagement it's it's sometimes called we had yeah. in fact esther amos hughes from from leeds museum last yeah. week who 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 um dislikes the term engagement and i'm i'm with her on that and sort of suggested that friendship actually was was closer mm. i mean you know with there are some boundaries involved but mm. it's really closer to friendship what yeah. that, that you're offering um yeah. So I think there's there's some work that needs to be done around this sort of professionalization, you yeah. know, and 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 maybe also pay, you know, to yeah to make sure that the the, the skills that are required are mm. are in place. Mm. I think other... I don't think I could have done this without my sort of back pedagogic background and yeah. sort of background of 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 working with young people in in empathetic ways. Yeah. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. I guess the other thing I was thinking about in terms of sort of stress and pressures would be things around funding as well. Yes, because you know these things are time limited. I mean, we were, you know, luck, lucky enough to to get mm. two years of funding from the Esme Fairburn Foundation for mm. this project. Mm. But of course, you know, which which seems a long time because sometimes you, you can have museum projects that last six weeks, mm. uh, ten weeks. Mm. Um, but you know, we're already three quarters of the way through, and and some of the women are sort of starting to say, well, you know going to happen you know and the idea of sort of pulling the rug when we get to the end of the two years is is well it's just it can't happen um so the we have a wonderful cultural services manager sean booth at at, uh, mansfield who is um has already applied for uh funding to extend through i think the paul hamlin foundation also provide this kind of um, funding Mm. Um, and we have recently become an an MPO a national portfolio organization which possibly will well it means funding from the arts council for three years um, Mm. to back um, projects in the museum and in the community Mm. so that that may give us some leeway Mm. but you know council-wide things are very very tight so um yeah <laughs> so we'll see um but i very much hope that in 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 some way we will be able to continue mm. and we've we've also been sort of thinking as we've gone along about sort of longer term engagement in terms of you know potentially volunteering at the museum um at uh you, you know possibly um paid roles at the museum um different ways that that the participants might continue or sort of uh, develop their engagement and connection with the museum. Um, I just want to check and see if Dave wants to come in at all. Oh, uh, I've not seen any questions come up yet. Uh, I think I was going to ask that similar question about funding really, Nikki. And and I suppose that bit about uh, environment out there, we know kind of the impact that austerity's had. kind of is there a hope that that's gonna change anytime soon I suppose you know the just thinking about my own local authority and the amount of buildings that they're closing just to be able to kind of continue providing the the really serious you know necessary stuff uh and the, the kind of it must be exceptionally frustrating to see uh that stuff that's you know does make a huge difference kind of wither on the vine yeah, I mean, our, our museum has, uh, you know, with the, the the cost of living crisis, we have a, a warm space, a food bank, a clothes swap shop. Um, you know, the we're, we're not just feeding culturally cultural uh, needs, but you know, clothes on people's back and 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 food. I mean. It's shocking. We and, do, and I suppose you know, in, some, in some ways that's even worse, isn't it? That you know that these establishments that kind of shouldn't have to perform that task are having to perform that task. I feel like you say it's great that you know that that they can they can inhabit that space, especially because people you know can see it as a place to come for that. You no, know, you know, not just the kind of the the the. Mm the improvement of the mind but in the improvement of, of, of everything else as well but I, I suppose 
then you know when hearing ministers kind of talk about how art isn't getting the priority it's not just about art is it it's about all these basic human kind of connections that are trying to be fulfilled that they would be lost as well yes yeah yeah that's right it's a strange feeling isn't it to feel so conflicted like you know it's fantastic that people are in the museum it's not fantastic that they're in there because the houses are too cold <laughs> you know, it's it's that balance all the time isn't it yes exactly or yeah or because they're hungry i mean we mm. we we uh, obviously provide refreshments um mm. for the women and some you know and sometimes they need to take the packet of biscuits home mm. Mm. Or you know, or sometimes they eat all of them. Mm, yeah. Whilst they're there, because yeah. I think it's another. That's another thing, presumably, that staff maybe don't always factor in that they're going to be experiencing. Mm. So, what's the future of these projects then? Because you know, we've talked about how important they are. We've talked about the fact that there's, there's still the need is still there, and the funding is uncertain. So, what 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 will happen? Do you think how will these things go forward? Well, I don't know really, but um, the, the the work that I'm doing at the university, so the research project is um, part of that is is to advocate for you know for more of this sort of work and for yeah. for if if we can sort of provide evidence for uh, that 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 shows that it really does improve well-being that it has well-being benefits um then you know the the we're saving money elsewhere with less access to the nhs and mm. um but yeah i mean fund it's you know as as we as we get closer to to the end it's you know, it starts to be a you know a, a bit of a panic, and and mm -hmm. I've I've mentioned yep. our, our um, cultural services manager. Mm. Um, she spends a lot of time writing bids. Yeah. And you know, yeah. is if if you've if you've had a project which uh, showed clear benefit, and I can show that yeah. you know that there's more and more need out there mm. you know, women who are referring other women social prescribers referring people mm -hmm. um you know the social prescribers do uh, providing a fantastic service aren't they yeah. because they're uh yeah. providing non-medical interventions which which can be really helpful mm. um but is is that the, the any, anybody you speak to in museums it just talks about the, the the sort of funding rounds and the the, the bids which are you know it's not a, a a half an hour fill in a form it's a, it's a massive piece of work yeah. um and the you know the the hoops that you need to to jump through to to demonstrate how the, the importance of your project is mm. you know it's really considerable mm. it puts a lot of pressure on the person who's trying to deliver an innovative project that is if you're co-producing then it's in some ways it's led by the people experiencing the project as well and then you've got things that you need to meet for funding bids it gets very complicated about sometimes what you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to do this for yes That's yeah really i mean i must say yeah. i've you know that in fact one of the women that i spoke to today she's she said, anything i can do to to i was asking her about you know, would she be be prepared to do um to take part in a semi-structured interview as part of my research yeah and she was like 
yes absolutely Any, anything that that will uh you know advocate for this work and mm. and mean that more people could benefit from it mm. i'm i'm up for doing mm -hmm. um, so they they've been you know the, the the participants themselves have been incredibly supportive mm. um and that's you know that's it's kind of nice to be uh working together on um on this advocacy really yeah. absolutely i think we're sort of coming to the end a little bit now. I think we've sort of talked about this kind of the, the, the benefits and the experience for, for participants and for staff and maybe some of the conflicts that are happening because it is confusing, isn't it? In terms of like, how, how do you make long-term plans for improvement when there's funding isn't there? On one hand, you know, museums are there for kind of artistic purpose and, uh, and now they're being sort of as well being accessed for kind of health issues as well, which is fantastic. And like social prescribers are sending people your way left, right, and centre, but at the same time, people are choking your funding off. So it's like, yeah, yeah. and it's interesting. There's sort of ideas around care and collections in museums. You know, the museums have always cared for objects. Um, have they always cared for people? In in in, mm. in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. But mm. but the idea of collection, I feel we kind of, you know, we have this collection, but we're also, we're sort of gathering or collecting uh, people. Yeah. Um, in Absolutely. A, in a sort of, you know, careful, nurturing space. Yeah. I mean, one, you know, if we could finish on a on a on a on a positive. Mm. Um, we've a couple of weeks ago was the the first Mansfield Carnival, which came out of a um, a massive piece of work. Yeah. Um, to to produce a, a an exhibition of the seventy five years. Uh, mm. ago that Windrush arrived mm. um, and the Windrush generation mm. um, and you know Mansfield's never had a carnival before and I wasn't sure that that uh, that my women as I refer yeah. to them yeah. would, would like to be involved but we we had a workshop and we made feather headdresses and yeah. they you know we made an art power troupe and they paraded yeah. through Mansfield with with the other um, fantastic dance troops and amazing yeah. costumes and to see some women who came in you know 18 months ago like rabbits in the headlights you know not sure what they were coming to or what they were doing to yeah. have the confidence to strut you know around their town yeah. uh, you know in a costume yeah. with others was yeah. just joyous I absolutely bet it was I love the sound of that that's a great place for us to be to be thinking about finishing on so for anybody who's got any questions and watching and um, do be aware that we have been tweeting things out um lots and lots of links are there um if you want to come back I know we've been talking quite fast about quite a few complicated things so if you do want to come back or look any of those things up please do um it's all accessible via the hashtag mhtv and I think it just Remains me to say thank you so much to Tamsin. Thank you for your time and for your work in this way. It's really inspiring and exciting to see. So thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me, Nikki. It's been it's been great to talk to you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>